0: Buried beneath the rubble of time are stories of God's sovereign hand moving in our great nation. Many believers, hopeless and frustrated and confused, have all but given up on America. But we have faced dark times before, and by divine providence, overcome.
1: From our studio on Capitol Hill, I'm your host, Joe Kirby, with Pastor Mike Creed and Andrew friedenstein How did dire circumstances move men's hearts to celebrate God's goodness in the first thanksgiving? Take a moment with us to look back and find hope from history. Well, we often view the first thanksgiving
0: as the pilgrims at the Plymouth Plantation, uh, 1621. And this was the time of year, September, November time period. They were celebrating their
1: harvest. The cold part of the year.
0: No, not cold yet, man. The beginning of the cold. I have
1: my coat on right now. Forget the weather
2: and
0: let's talk about (laughs) the meal. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah, 68 in here. Joe's got a winter (laughs) jacket on. So they're celebrating this. Now, as near as we can tell, there's about 50 pilgrims and about 90 Indians come together and celebrate. And this is the part I love. The celebration lasts for three days. Yeah, sure, you'd like that. Food
1: for three days. Amen.
0: Yeah, I could get all about that. So let's have, you know, food Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like a big feast every day. That's what makes a well rounded individual.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and so it's a great time. And we've heard all these stories and we've seen pictures and and everything, and it's wonderful. But if we're not careful, we can kind of look back at history with uh, you know kind of rose-colored glasses. Everything is fantastic and wonderful. But really, this moment of, of celebration, they had a good harvest. I mean, it's a bright spot and kind of a um, dark sequence of events that happened to the pilgrims and uh, to the Indians there in that area. Go, if you go back, this is 1621. If you go back to 1620, of course, the pilgrims landed uh, almost in winter they weren't able to prepare and so the first winter they lost about 50 pilgrims so half land with 100 50 are dead 50 are still alive approximately
1: After, through, through that first winter through that first winter
2: and they and they didn't want the indians to know that they had died so they buried them in a place that they were going to have a garden literally they buried them they didn't want indians to know that they were depleted you know
0: Right. So they didn't do like a formal cemetery as we might see with grave markers and everything. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's kind of a, I mean, imagine thinking that thought process, Mm -hmm. you know, when you are planting that garden, but it's part, it's necessary for your survival. So this is a tough thing dealing with the loss. I mean, these are the friends, their family, their children, they're still dealing with this loss. Of course, as soon as winter's done, boom, you're up and you're planting, um, for the uh, spring planting and you know, you're going up and tending the gardens and now you have the harvest here in the fall and this is what they're celebrating, but they're still dealing with the deaths. And also think about this looking forward. The first winter killed half of them, killed 50 of them. If they lose 50 this winter, they're all dead. No, no one is alive anymore. And that's what they're staring into Mm -hmm. in just a few short weeks. And so, I mean, this is, uh, but they still took time to be thankful. If we were in that situation, I mean, would we be thankful? Would we be having a three-day celebration
1: and actually feel like celebrating? Uh, I don't know. Now, sometimes it, you, you have to, when you've lost so much, there are small things become very big. You begin to see God's goodness in a whole new light when you're looking at, okay, I have life, I have breath, I have strength, I can keep going because obviously they came here for a, a very specific purpose. They didn't just, they weren't coming here to get rich or wealthy. They were coming to worship God. Mm-hmm. They were coming to have a religious liberty. And though that cost them dearly, their motivation in their heart was still something of of um, following God's will. And God's will brings us through some difficult times. It brings us through a lot of suffering uh, at different points in our life, at uh, different seasons of our life, right. But
2: this year, in contrast to that first year, now they are in in of Plymouth Plantation, William Bradford's diary, or uh, it, it speaks literally of how they had had a great harvest. They were gathering for winter. Um, their dwellings were being filled. There was health. There was strength starting to happen, and things. Uh, in Good Plenty, it says, they were my kind of people. I love these people. They were, uh, <laughs> they were fishing. Well, I love fishing. Okay, not every good Baptist ought to get a boat and go fishing. Amen. And then the cod and bass and other fish, and they took good store of uh, that. And then it says that then, boy, well, fowl, everybody needs to go duck hunting. Uh, fowl, they had a store of fowl when, uh, as winter approached. And so besides all this, when you put it all together, they had water fowl. Uh they had uh they had venison, waterfowl, and they had turkeys. Yes. And, and they had corn, man. I love corn, I'm telling you. Corn on the cob. Corn on the cob with butter oh, melted yeah, over to salt and pepper and forget, you know, your fork and your knife. Just get your hands and get into it, amen. And uh so they had they just had a, a they had plenty and this is the thing that I got the thought of is when God began to move in their life and give them plenty, they were moved to remember who gave it to them. Mm.
0: That's right? They were moved to God. Well, one of the great examples of God's provision here in the pilgrims is a real famous Indian that most of us know, and his name is Squanto. And Squanto speaks English, and, of course, the uh, uh, Native American language there in that area um, But what most people don't necessarily realize is Squanto's life is actually a pretty sad life. Um, So he's native to that area. In fact, the very land that the pilgrims were settling was his tribe's land. Years before the pilgrims came, he was captured by some explorers, taken back over to Europe as a slave. Uh, And as a result, learned the English language, of course, and comes back to Massachusetts eventually. But by the time he comes back, his tribe's gone. There was a disease, a plague is what they called it, came in and wiped out his entire tribe. So he has no more tribe. He is the last of his tribe. And the land, of course, that was his tribe's land is is what the pilgrims are on now. Um, But he found a niche there that he could become a— Translator in between the Indians and the pilgrims and build a good relationship. And he showed the pilgrims how to uh, plant and grow food here in America. And they helped him, especially with corn, it became extremely valuable uh, for the pilgrims. But you know what? It's his life, tribes gone, slavery. Now he's alone, other people on his land.
1: But you know what? He's there at this Thanksgiving celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, even the other Indians there did not fully accept him. He he was he was allowed to go in, and there was some skepticism there with, with him because he had been with the 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 English, the Europeans, and those relationships weren't always good. Some mm-hmm. some people came in like the Pilgrims with good intentions, and others came in to you know, for, for financial gain and really deceived the India that, that's why they got captured in the first place right. somebody had deceived them and so there was a real skepticism there um, but Squanto seemed to uh, which his, uh, his original name I believe is it, is it Quantum? is that how that's pronounced? I think it's
0: how it's pronounced I'm not sure I wasn't sure so I didn't say it <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so he, he found so he found that niche of he used his his past his uh, uh, the negative things there that he did, he did learn English to be able to uh, increased and uh, improved the relationships there with the, the pilgrims and with the Native Indians there, the other tribes there, and did find peace um, uh, amongst them. And so that was how, how he used his life was to you know help negotiate with, with as settler, even even other settlers came in, he was help help negotiate amongst them as well. So he really um, took that and used it um, in, in a good way apparently he was
2: very effective uh, it says in, in of plymouth plantation uh that these folks had come to a place that they had accomplished planting and he helped them with that uh they had accomplished a harvest and it says this besides they had about a peck a meal uh a week to a person now since that harvest which meant uh, a peck was about 2 dry gallons or about 16 pints but these people were doing pretty good from the very beginning where they were almost starving they were cold they were starving
0: now they have a lot of food right and that's god's provision to an unlikely person squanto unlikely circumstances you know unfortunate circumstances for squanto's life slavery but he was away when the plague happened otherwise you know presumably he'd be dead as well he learned the language comes back He's able to translate, make peace with the Indians, grow, and that's just God's provision. Taking bad circumstances, uh, you know, and working in spite of man's sinful nature, God's there working and allowing all things to work together for good, for His glory, not for ours, and for His our good and for His glory. And it's just amazing to see how God works in those circumstances like that. Um, but for us, it's easy as we look back. You know, we're looking back at the pilgrims almost 400 years now. It's easy for us to see. Uh, but yeah. I have well, no... For many
1: of us, the, our, our references like Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I mean, that's all we have to look back And Some people, that's all they. Are you
0: knocking Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? I'm knocking <laughs> Charlie okay, Brown Thanksgiving. Okay, just making sure. Just I'm making just, sure. Just uh, saying,
1: <laughs> you know, that we, we just get a very simple story. Yeah. And if we don't know the history, um, some of the. You know, they mentioned that the darker things or the the, the more uh, sad things about the the lives as pastors reading you know William Bradford's uh, diary there um, that talked about how how daily life and the, the struggle of that and some of the things that happened that God brought their way. you know if we don't get a deeper understanding sometimes, it's easy for us to just I mean look at stores today. I mean it's already it's been Christmas time since before, you know, uh, September, yeah, I mean, September, back a couple of months. And so that they just move very quickly past this, this time for us to thank God for what he has done for us. And obviously we should be doing that all the time, but when a special time is set aside as a nation to honor and thank God for his goodness to us, you know, as Christians, we really need to keep that, hold on to that, elevate that because it's about elevating our God.
0: Yeah. And as part of who we are as a people, as a nation, um, going all the way back to uh, President Washington, Congress actually recommended a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to thank God for blessing America in such a unique way. And so they recommended that to President Washington, and he did. November the 26, 1789, was the first national day of prayer and thanksgiving to the Lord. And it was an amazing time. I mean, this is the president declaring this, and the Congress is recommending it uh, because we recognize that without God's blessing, we're nothing. We're just nothing. When did
1: it become an actual national holiday?
0: That is uh, President Lincoln. President Lincoln, during the Civil War, during the Civil War, um, said, you know what? We need to take the last Thursday of November, and even though all this stuff is going on, I mean, we're literally coming apart at the seams with gunfire and cannons. As a nation, we need to thank the gracious gifts of the Most High God. So I he said. We need to acknowledge those gifts. And, and so from then on, um, every president did the same did the same exact thing, uh, 1941. 1941.
2: In 1941, this is interesting. Thanksgiving, was it was declared again a legal holiday in 1941 when the Congress named the fourth Thursday in November as uh, our nation's Day of Thanks in answer to a public outcry over President Roosevelt's attempt to prolong the Christmas shopping season by moving Thanksgiving from Truth traditional last Thursday to the third Thursday of November. They were upset about shopping, even on Thanksgiving back in that day. So they were saying that
0: because FDR wanted to move it back a week, and they said, no, we want it to stay no, on, the, on the traditional. Right. Congress. And so it became a national holiday versus just kind of a tradition, if you will. Right. It became the national holiday then, which was kind of funny. Even then they're saying, no, we don't want to see Christmas in the stores for that long. They were thinking shopping back then, okay. <laughs>
2: Uh, wow, well, well, their wives were messed up too. No, I'm just. Saying. <laughs> 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 do do any, any of your wives go on this whole Black
1: Friday oh my, deal? My my, okay,
0: my wife has done it, and I've kind of gotten to a point. I'm like, let's just shop online. <laughs> let's not waste <laughs> the gas all the time. But she gets like an adrenaline rush I mean, there's people from are this. Serious about? Yeah. that I mean, oh, goodness, I, I've, done hours of the morning, I've done it. I've done it.
1: Maybe twice, maybe twice. And it, uh, one time with, with my brother, you know, we wanted to get one. When, when flat screens were really coming down in price several years ago, I think he, he really wanted one. And so, and he had saved up in different things. And so we went to, went to a store. We were there at probably midnight with our coffee, waiting for these things to oh open up. But no, we we just went to one store, got what we wanted to get, and we were out of there. Right. But I mean, my wife and my sister-in-law, all oh my soul, they, they go for broke. I mean, and, I mean... I need to give them cash, and so they can't go past a certain point. You know, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, but but what, what do they say when they come back? They say, "I saved you a lot of money." That, that's that's, that's, that's the line I get. They <laughs> saved me a lot of money by going Black Friday shopping. Yeah. So, I'm
2: not, so I'm not giving up deer season, okay? <laughs> deer season is that day. Oh, and, uh, that's right. I, I went to get some get some things for deer hunting, and I go to the sporting goods store, and there's all these people out front lined up, and I'm like. Are they protesting your store or something? They go, no, they're waiting for tomorrow. They're getting in line to to run in the doors at the time the store opens. Oh. Said so you've got to be kidding me. That's incredible. Oh. I mean, we've, so, we've,
1: our country's come such a long way from the humble beginnings. Oh, to yeah. to where we are. We we, we have so much and uh, yeah, and so
0: funniest Thanksgiving or Black Friday story
1: I've ever heard. These two guys, these two
0: brothers, they go and both. This isn't of them about needed- me and my brother. Right? No, 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 okay, good. All right. Two other guys I know. And they go, one of them, both of them are now missionaries. Uh, and so they both needed new computers, and they're going to the field. And so they wanted high-quality computers, to so we wouldn't break and everything like that. So, uh, so they camp outside of Best Buy. And, I mean, they're there at like 8 p.m. the night before. I mean, they're going there all night. And so they're like sixth in line. And so they just come, and they just bring some lawn chairs and, you know, a little cooler, some uh, you know water and stuff like that, and they're just going to hang out. Well, the guy next to him in line had a truck and he had backed his truck up and he had set up like this big flat screen TV and I uh, brought his Xbox or PlayStation <laughs> there. Oh, and word. so what they did is they just played video games all night oh, long goodness. at Best Buy. Like, what else were we going to do? So we just played video games. I'm like, you guys have got to be kidding me. And that's, so, that's next level right there. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I'm we've like, we've got to get back to Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> goodness Let's, sakes. Uh, it's funny, you know, but what we're talking about really, though, is, you know, we're, we're having some fun here. We're talking about memories, the things people do, Um, and it's easy to get lost. But Thanksgiving, you know, if we're not careful, it's a day, awesome. But it's not just a day that we have. It's an attitude that we need to have. And the Bible is just chock full of verses and encouragement and challenge, uh, and it commands even to be thankful. Psalm 26 and verse 7 says that I may publish with the
2: voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. It should not be uncomfortable for us at Thanksgiving to come together with our family, gather around table, and try to figure out something to be thankful for. We ought to be just aware of God's divine hand on our lives every day. We ought to be able to spend some quality time with our family just looking back and saying, look what God did this year. Absolutely.
1: I heard this quote, if you don't think, you won't think. A lot of times we're we're asked in church, hey, who has a blessing, who has a testimony? It takes a while for people to get going. We're all coming in there off of work or a busy day or something going on with the family, and we, we finally sit down. It takes us a little while to get our minds just focused on God and what he has done as folks begin to talk. I mean, that's, you know, at the beginning of when you ask for testimonies, hands are slow to go up, but as you get going, sometimes you got to cut the thing off. Cause people are keep, keep, keep giving different mm-hmm. things. And, and so, yeah, but if we don't think about it. If we don't prepare, uh, we, we've done exercises with the kids where we've, you know, gone through, you know, ABCD through, through the month of November. Okay. What are the A things that we're thankful for? And we kind of list out those things and right. go to BC and not, and so on. And it's good to exercise in that way. Why, what are we thankful for? Why are we thankful? Who are we thankful to? And I think that all goes a long way in preparing our hearts to be thankful.
0: One of the things that I have found uh, that challenged me personally is, you know, when I th- you know, when I think, okay, Lord, what am I thankful for? One of my favorite verses in the Bible, um, all of the Bible, Psalms 100 and verse 4, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And I love that it says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. It's you know it's it's something that you're saying. And uh, the one of the ways this word could be used is even confession. It's I'm saying this, this Thanksgiving. And one of the things I can find myself doing is I can be thankful. If you ask me what I'm thankful, I could you know list off 10, 12 things, boom, 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 boom but then I have to kind of stop and really think. And I have found personally that I try to do on the week of Thanksgiving. And it's been a blessing to me is I try and say things I'm thankful for. I'll try and say a hundred things. Cause now I'm actually starting to think, mm-hmm. you know, cause if I say I'm thankful for my wife, I'm thankful for my wife, but I'm not really thinking, you know, about it. Of course. I mean, it's, you know, I'm thankful for my salvation, uh, my church, my job, and, you know, all the stuff I'm thankful for. But I'm not, you know, that's the right surface level, which is good, though, the big things. But sometimes uh, the specific acts that God does in our life, if I'm not careful, and I think if all of us probably aren't careful, we'll just gloss over that. We just mm-hmm. kind of think of the big things. But the things that God has done this year specifically answer to this specific prayer request. I worked out this situation. Um you know, protected us from something, you know, those are things we need to take time to be thankful for. But those are the easiest things, at least for me, to just kind of just run past, so to speak, and just ignore and not be thankful for.
1: Uh, In Jeremiah 17, verse 26, it says, and they shall come from the cities of Judah and from the places about Jerusalem and from the land of Benjamin and from the plain and from the mountains and from the south bringing burnt offerings and sacrifices and meat offerings and incense and bringing sacrifices of praise unto the house of God. And among these lists of different things that we can offer to God, or the children of Israel there offered to God, he said the sacrifice of praise. You know, praising and thanking God for what he's done. He said they're going to come from all over, bringing that to the house of God. And as we prepare for Thanksgiving services coming up here in the next uh, week or so, you might do it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or maybe a, on a Sunday Sunday, come to God's house prepared with that sacrifice of praise. Uh, God, you've been good and get specific. Talk about something mm-hmm. specific God has done, not just for the the general blessings. What has God done in your life? And that may be uh, may mean coming a little bit transparent, you know, opening up your heart and sharing with people what God has done might be somewhat uh, embarrassing, but that's part of the sacrifice of praise, showing God uh, showing forth what God has done, how good God is in specific ways god has been so good to each and every one of us let's come this thanksgiving and make it a little more special a little more personal thanking our god for how good he has been we want to thank you all for listening to this thanksgiving podcast and we hope you have a great thanksgiving with your family church family friends, whoever you have to celebrate it with, or perhaps just you and God, just having a personal time together, thanking him for his goodness in your life. Let's go eat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll hear from us again the first Thursday in December. Have a great Thanksgiving.